So in most cases, when your temperature is hot, you are sick. When your temperature, I think that the normal temperature of a healthy person is around 36, 37. Dog, am I right? Around 36, 37. In some cases, when your temperature is too cold, it's also a sign that something is wrong with you. In love, eh, in love, the hotter your love, the hotter your temperature, the healthier you are. Your love life is. The colder it is, the unhealthy your love life is. So I'll be showing you in this, this can I see the next slide? So I'll be showing you in this series how your love life is to tell whether it is healthy or unhealthy. The colder it is, the dangerous it is. The hotter it is, the better it is. When it is lukewarm, you see, for love, eh, for love, nobody wants to settle for half a loaf. You want the full love. Ah, if your wife tells you, I love you, but not too much. Oh, you will feel it, oh. Sometimes you feel, you feel that it is too late for you to leave. Sometimes you know you love the person, so they tell you that, I love you, but so you just say, oh, my dear, try now. Try small. Try small. Help, please. God will help you to love me. Yeah. And some men would think that if I sleep with a woman very, very well over a period of time, she will love me. No, she will last after you, but might not necessarily love you. That is why, you see, when you are dating someone and you are not 100% sure that you love this person. See, the, the, the freezing point of a temperature is 0%. And the hottest point of a temperature is 100%. Or 100 degrees. And the freezing point is 0 degrees. For marriage, for marriage, for marriage to be healthy and progress and go on, please, even lukewarm, 50 degrees is not good. Because the kind of sacrifices you have to make 
in your love life, it will require 100% love to make it. Now, I am not saying that some marriages will not work if there is, there is a 50% degree level of love. It may work. It may work. Even friendship can last for 50 years. So it may work, but if you have certain expectations, it may not be met. So you have to settle for a loaf of half of a loaf of bread. If you are looking for full loaf of bread, be sure that this love is very hot. 100 degrees hot. Are you here? If you are looking for just last, even freezing point, it's okay for you. Because all you are looking for is to sleep with a woman. That's why there are some men, when you marry them, after sleeping with you, they don't even, why they are even sleeping with you and looking at your face? They cannot say, I love you. When you even tell them, I love you, they'll say, hmm? They can't open their mouth to say, I love you. You are at the freezing point of love. If somebody loves you, the easiest way to know is how often the person tells you. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When you are going out with someone and you start asking the person, do you love me? Do you love me? Every time you meet, do you love me? Do you love me? There are two reasons. It's either there are signals that the person doesn't love you or you yourself, you don't have confidence in yourself and so you want assurances of love. Or the third reason, the third reason, maybe you yourself, you are not in love. Are you here? Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. So now let's begin our journey. We are going to build this sermon. Okay, let's look at this one. Let me show you something. The Greek language has three words that is used for love. Four words, actually, that is used for love. One is what we call eros, which is the erotic love, the romantic love. Like the love between me and mommy is romantic, erotic. Okay? It is what you are, it sexually attracts you to the opposite sex. Not the same. But attracts you to the opposite sex. You see? You must have it. It's something that comes natural. As you are growing, you will see. Recently, I watched a video of a young lady, about five years old, who came back home from school and told the daddy and mommy that I'm engaged. And they said, who engaged you? Mention the name of a, a, a boy in the school. They said, what is he used to engage you? The girl brought out a ring. And it was the boy's mother's ring. Five-year-olds. So you can fall in love. as it's, it's a natural thing that comes, okay? And then there is one that costs uh, Stuge, which is the family love. The love that a father will have for his children, a mother will have for his children, and children, siblings will have for each other. And then there is also what we call philia, which is friendship love. Now, all these loves are very conditional. They are fathers or parents who love their children because one, they are lovable, and two, they behave well, etc., etc. Having to see the father and the son hate each other because the um, stoge, which is family love, is very conditional sometimes and can easily turn into hate. I've seen brother to brother who hate themselves who have transferred those hatred to their children. And the hatred has traveled from generation to generation. So Stuge is very limited. And then there is a filia, which is friendship love. I've seen friends who have killed themselves, but they grew up together. They became like twins. And they say, oh, this, this my brother or this my sister is like a sister to me. It's like a brother to me. I even know friends who used to wear the same clothes. They would come to church in the same clothes. They behaved like twins. But later, they had conflicts. Then they came out with all the secrets. 
that they have told each other. Then their erotic love. I've seen Romeo and Juliet becoming Samson and Delilah. Because erotic love is also very limited and very conditional. There is the fourth love, which is called the agape love. It is what we call the unconditional love. It is what we call the God kind of love. That one, the person doesn't need to be lovable. The person doesn't have to do anything for you to love the person. That, that, that the way God loved us and sent Jesus to us. We were very ugly in sin, but he still loved us. Look at all the sins you are committing. He still loves you. The reason why you have not been judged is not because he approves of your lifestyle. But love covers multitude of sin. He just loves you. Now, the other three types of love are more meaningful if it is expressed through agape. So, I am not a perfect husband. Mommy is not a perfect wife. We have our weaknesses. But I think what has kept us for 30 years and we still caught it. I will start marrying mommy on the 30th anniversary we will renew our vows. That's where our marriage will start. But the first 30 years we have been caught in. We are still in love. We have been caught in. Okay? What has kept us together is because you see before we fell in love with each other, we had fallen deeply in love with Christ. Deeply in love with Christ. Very deeply in love with Christ. The agape love ran through our blood before we met. We were lovers of prayer. Love, and we didn't love prayer because we wanted God to do something for us. We prayed because you communicate with the person you love. Sometimes you fast. Not because you want, we wanted children or babies or something. I would spend several hours on praying on retreat to go. I wasn't a pastor. Today it's only pastors who go on retreat and collect church members' prayer topics. And go and pray for them. Then they sow seed in exchange. Christianity by prosy, prayer by prosy. You, 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 you understand it? But when mommy and I met, <laughs> when, when I spoke to mommy's spiritual mentor at the time, that I like this girl, I want to marry her. He said to me, hey, if we get this girl, a young girl like that who could alone go and stand on a park alone and have an all night. Not praying for herself, praying for her pastors, trusting God for souls to be won. I spent a lot of hours midnight crying for the salvation of souls. Crying for salvation of souls. Praying for What motivated me to spend time before the Lord? Praying and waiting upon the Lord. The love I have for God. It's as a result of we loving God that has made it possible for us to be able to have 30 years of solid love life. So, romantically, I love mommy. But my romantic expression has more meaning because it is expressed through the agape love. See, when you love God very much, eh, your other love life becomes like soakings. Do you know soakings? It is when you miss milk and sugar and water and granite into gary it changes the taste and once you miss it you can't separate it are you here so sometimes i try to tell people that listen before you fall in love with anybody fall in love with jesus first and if you are going to marry someone or going to go out with someone please make sure that the person is actually in love with jesus it helps you solve 90 percent of your relationship problems if your wife is giving you problems please get her actively involved in the things of god bring her to Ashwater forest let's go and pray don't say you are a bad woman let's go and pray so that you will change no By the time she finishes 10 sessions of Ashimota prayer, she has drawn closer to God. Because genuine prayers, eh? genuine prayers, draws you closer to God. Your husband is giving you problems. Just leave him for Jesus. 
exercise him to love Jesus. Encourage him to spend time with Jesus. Don't you see that women, there are women, eh? Women whose husbands are in churches like this, where the message of God is preached, undiluted, unadulterated, where you are called upon to serve God better and to love him deeper. And yet they can take their husbands from a church like this. You are going to build, you are going to build a satanic influence husband soon, instead of Christ-centric husband. Are you here? You are going out with someone and the person always gives excuse when it comes to the things of God. Let's go to the person who comes to you every Friday morning. Now, when the person saw that you have started prayer tribe, you are joined prayer tribe and you are praying with us every Sunday morning, every Friday morning, the person has now put something on that Friday morning. One of our finest guys we were a group of young guys. Most of us were ugly. One guy amongst us was very, very, very handsome. The girls loved him. And we used to benefit from the love of the girls. Because some girls sold rice. We would go with that money and pretend we are buying rice and order the rice in large quantity. And then the girl would say, take it away. Hey! Hmm. Some of them sold cocontay. We will go. Now, when that guy finally got serious and wanted to settle with a woman, there was more than one woman in her life, in his life, that he had to decide. She noticed that the most beautiful amongst them that he wanted to marry will always have an excuse whenever we are fasting. One day we declared one week fasting and prayer to fast and pray for our lives and for our friends and for people in our lives. Let's all come together and be praying. That week the girl was sent out by his parents. So I called the guy. I said, do you realize that anytime we have a major spiritual exercise to have an encounter with God, this girl will find a reason not to be around. I said, if she cannot love God, she cannot love you. For us as Christians, for unbelievers, they may not have agape. I'm not saying that if you don't have agape, your love life will never be alright. But for Christians, that we want to make heaven, we want to go up there and make heaven, we want our marriage to look like the marriage between Jesus and the church. We need to make sure that the agape love of God is part of our romantic love. You raise your children based on agape love. How you are able to forgive your children. How you are able to forgive each other, your wife and husband. It will be driven. A romantic love is very conditional. And you can offend your husband and you will hold it to it till Jesus comes. But when the person is agapely in love, agapely in love plus romantically in love, the person is able to let things go. Are you here with me? Having laid this foundation, I want us to now assess the health of our love life. So, 1 Corinthians 13, from the verse 3 to the verse 8. And over here, the Bible was dealing with agape love. But I want agape love to throw light on our romantic love. If I give all the possessions to the poor, all my possessions to the poor, and give over my body to hardship, that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Underline it. If we are using electronic means, just highlight it. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps rec no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. We are going to build our whole series 
from this scripture. Because God is loving. If we understand God's love, you can love everybody. So let's begin our journey. Let's pick these things one by one. I'll share just about three or four with you and then we continue next week. I want to be sure by 11.30, latest 11.45, we are out, out of church for the evening service. So, love is patient. What does the Bible mean love is patient? And we are going to allow the Bible itself to define what patience is. We are going to So, there are three scriptures that I want us to consider. And by this, you will know whether you have a healthy love life or your love life is unhealthy. Love is patient. Three scriptures we are going to use to get the Bible to de- it- it- itself to define what patience is. Or what patience is. Proverbs 19 verse 11 from the enemy. A person's wisdom yields patience. So patience itself is a product of wisdom. Now, when you look at the characteristics of fools in the Bible, fools are quick-tempered. Patience itself is as a result of wisdom. Now, here. It is to one's glory. So, there's a semicolon there. So, the semicolon now throwing light. So, there's a statement that has been made. And that statement probably may be difficult for someone to understand. So the writer goes on to now throw more light on that statement. It says, it is to one's glory to overlook an offense. So patience is the capacity and the ability to overlook offense as a result of maturity, wisdom. Listen. You can see a handsome man or a beautiful woman in nice clothes in church. Top suits, top clothes. You can see a woman. Eh? What is the topmost lipstick? Tell me, tell me you have been buying it. Eh? Mary, some people say Mary Kay. Leak. Click. Slick. It's like the topmost. Some people have also. Who? Eh? Mad. Okay, okay. Whatever it is. Topmost lipstick. Topmost eyeshadow. The woman has done foundation and has done the top. And the woman is looking. The hair, the hair alone. It's thousand five hundred dollars. Top suit. I mean everything, and you will fall in love. But see, those things eh, is covering is covering experiences, good and bitter ones, education, exposure that has shaped the person's character, parenting. I said that has shaped the person's character, but clothes cannot cover character. Clothes cannot cover experience it cannot cover all the things the cultural values and norms that you have grown up in so when somebody walks into your life and you are falling in love with that person you are not falling in love with the personality you saw at church the person you saw at church you are falling in love with character we all show personality here you see me in nice youth talking to you when we close church i get home and I sit by my fufu. I'm a different man. But I'm standing in the pulpit. I'm show that I'm a bishop. So I'm talking like a bishop. Moving like a bishop. When I get home, I'm Yofi. Confitite. Are you here? So, somebody walks to you and you are falling in love with the whole package beyond what you see outside. The man who drove in here with a nice car. Because you love red car. And the man knows you have brought red car. You are falling in love with the red car. Falling in love with success and prosperity. But that man is beyond success and prosperity. 
Sometimes, during the period of courtship, you might not see all. But after a while, things begin to come out. You may, you may be saddled with things you did not prepare for or plan for. Your ability and capacity to overlook the weakness of the people you love is crucial for the health of your love. That is why, you see, most problems people are facing in their marriages, now, 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 they saw it during courtship, during friendship. They were there. Most problems you face today were as a result of things that you ignored during the courtship. There are certain characters, certain things that you can easily tolerate. There is no angel anywhere. No angel anywhere. I continue to put my soap, my sponge on my soap. Recently, mommy and I went to somewhere to spend some time together. She went to the bathroom and called me. You are still, you are still putting, after 30 years, you are still putting sponge on soap. It is something that gives her palpitation, but it will not kill her. You, you understand? But imagine I was a wife beater. Those things you cannot just let it go. So here is the thing, my friend. There will be offense in every relationship. People will offend you. Your wife will offend you. Your husband will offend you. But please, if you want to see whether you are entering into a healthy relationship, see how easily it is for that man or that woman to be able to forgive an offense or even overlook it. Or even overlook it. This man cannot tolerate a little mistake. And you are still following him. A little mistake of yours. You do everything correct. One mistake will erase all the correct things you have done. You saw it when in courtship. And you have entered into the marriage. And now you want him to change. When a bread is baked, you cannot put it back into water and turn it into flour and rebake it. All you have to do is that look for some butter, add to it, and eat it like that. If you kill the pig, you eat the pork. So for those of you who are not yet married, watch these things. What is the tolerance level of the person that you are dating or going out with? And for those of you who are already married, what is your tolerance level? What offense can you let go or you can't let go? Assess yourself. For patience, for your love life, for you to enjoy your love life, patience must be 100%. Are you here with me? Correct in love, cor correct in meekness. You cannot enjoy relationship that is so critical of you. So critical of you. Now you don't even know what is right anymore. You don't even know what is right anymore. <laughs> and you know what offends us? What offends us are things that we deem to be wrong. But you see, everybody enters into a relationship with a spectacle. Oh. You have your own opinion, and you can be wise in your own eyes. And look at that wisdom in your own eyes to judge everybody. And you feel that you are the, the, the standard, and your, your spouse must meet that standard. If the offense is not something that will kill you, if the offense is not about your faith, the offense is not something that creates serious thing but very basic offense you should be able to overlook it hang around and move on in love are you here but to be able to make this happen i said you need to let that agape love be part of your destiny are you here with me do you understand what i'm teaching you anybody that cannot tolerate you cannot marry you
will not make you happy. We all have weakness. There's nobody in this world that doesn't have a weakness. And if you cannot accept my weakness and even help me, I was telling one of the brothers, whilst we were praying, I went to him, I said, listen, Isaac prayed for his wife and he got pregnant. You are supposed to be a prayer warrior for your wife. That's what real Christians do. Even barrenness, Isaac was able to pray for the wife to get pregnant. You cannot pray for your wife's character to change. Are you here with me? Now, the second definition of patience from these scriptures. Oh, Proverbs 25 verse 15. Through patience, a ruler can be persuaded and a gentle tongue can break a bone. Most African men really want to have the final say. They don't have the capacity for, to deal with confident women. Women that have their own opinions. They want to rule. They want to control. A friend of mine whose marriage broke. All the time his problem was that I want to rule. I want to rule. I want to rule. Marriage is not a kingdom. It's not kinship. For you to go there and become a ruler. Look. Through patience, a ruler can be persuaded. Patience is the ability to tolerate different opinions in relationship and have the capacity to persuade the person to buy your side. Not threats. If you don't do this, then we are finished then this relationship will not work. Then this marriage will not work. You are leading this marriage with threats. You are leading this relationship with threats. A time will come where the person you are threatening will no longer feel intimidated and will stand up to you. That is where your ego will be broken. Are you here? I make most of the decisions at home. But I never make it without discussing it with mommy. Never. Never. Even the minor ones. I want her to understand and appreciate. If I have to make an emergency decision and mommy has no understanding of it, I will suspend it. I will wait. I will not veto it. I will not. Because I know the power of patience. That love is patient. I will hang around. I will wait until I am able to persuade her. From the beginning of our marriage, I will try, sir, mommy will not get it. Then I realized that mommy is very pictorial. I am very imaginative. Mommy is very pictorial. So now if I want to do something and I want to discuss with mommy, we draw it. I draw it before I come. When I talk and say, no, no, honey, won't do this. I take my time. Then I go and draw the thing. I go and draw the thing. Then I come and put it on her bedside. She goes, honey, what is this beautiful thing? Hey, honey. I said, what I was talking to you about? He said, ah, but you didn't tell me it's like this. <laughs> Kevin bought some car. And the car needed some few body works. He didn't do it and brought the car home. When he was like, honey, you used that money to buy this car? Listen, I don't like this guy in this house. You will die. Riding this guy, you will die. I called Kevin and said, you should have spoken to me before bringing this car home. I know my wife. Take this car, go and do body works. Change the color and bring it back home. Kevin went, did the body works, changed the color, brought the car home. Mommy said, uh-huh. This is, uh-huh. You are going to change it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mommy is pictorial. Instead of me bringing a torn down car, even though I know the engine is good, and bringing the the body is torn and coming to say I'm a man, so I will force it on you. I would rather take it, ask some small money, and touch the body, do everything, and bring it back home. She will say, ah, this is a nice car. That is all. That is all. That is why patience is for mature people. It's a wise behavior. All this African mindset of I am a man, I must control, I must rule, my word is final, will kill you. 
if a woman decides to deal with you, no man has ever won a battle against a woman. Adam did not win. So you can't win. Samson did not win. So you can't win. Solomon in all his wisdom did not win. did not win. David, with all his might, did not win against a woman. So don't start a battle with a woman. Don't. And wise men know this. Men who are wise, they know. A man started a battle with his wife. I told him, don't start this. Oh, oil wine, oil wine. It's okay. Sometimes words will not change people. A set experience. I left him. One month he was fine. Two months he was fine. I was, I was very impressed. This guy is an extraordinary man. We should use him for a men's conference. How, how, how to deal with a woman and overcome. <laughs> Three months I called him. How is he going? How is home? Oh, I'm, I'm standing on my ground. The only thing is that I have to cook myself and I don't like cooking. <laughs> By the fourth man, I say, how is the cookie going? Oh, now she's cooking. Have you settled the matter? We are settled that she's cooking. Say, oh, no. Don't start it. A woman can go code, can go code for one month, for one year. Men, we can't. Code war in your house is more than you, uh, Russia and Ukraine. <laughs> so me, when I go home, and I greet mommy, honey, if it is a, and she, her response is cold. Oh, I won't even change myself. We have to resolve the matter. We have to resolve the matter. I am a man of many dreams. So I do not want my mind to be occupied with conflict resolution things. We resolve the matter immediately. And we are fine. We move on. Are you here with me? Let me do the third definition of patience and see what I can do with one more topic and then we are off from here. Ecclesiastes 7, 8. The end of a matter is better than its beginning and patience is better than pride. What is the Bible trying to tell us? The Bible is trying to say that the end of a matter is better than its beginning. So if the beginning is difficult, then you should be able to wait for the end. You see, let me tell you something. We get into marriages with a certain level of expectations. Hmm. Certain level of expectations. And sometimes these expectations, they delay in coming. They delay in coming. But know that everything that has a beginning has an end. And your ability and capacity to wait and end it well is better. So, number one, patience is capacity to overlook an insult, an offense. Number two, patience is the ability to have a gentle tongue to persuade. Wait until that... Uh, other person also had the same opinion. And finally, patience is the ability to focus on the end. On the end and see the end from the beginning and know that it will end well and wait. So a man married a woman. Pregnancy was still coming. He waited. After 10 years, he said, I can't wait again. Divorce the woman. The woman went on, got married, and gave birth within the same year. The man remarried, could not give birth. Apparently, he was a problem, not a woman. He was a problem, not a woman. If and other time, you had, if I say as more patient to the eleventh year, maybe they would have discovered his problem. Hang in there. Be patient. Hang in there. There is nothing easy under the sun. Nothing easy. And the most successful people do the difficult things that people don't want to do. And let me tell you this, marriage is work. And it is more difficult to perform that task than the one you do in your office. Are you here? 
Now, managing people who have not even seen your nakedness and they, they, they respect you, but people you even pay to manage them is difficult. How much more the person who has seen your nakedness, who has become familiar with everything, you need to be able to exercise a certain level of patience to be able to build a healthy love life. All this, I'm, offend, I'm offended today. And I, I cannot tolerate this again. And all this fight coming as a result of your inability to tolerate. It's driving you crazy. It's destroying your life. It's taking away your happiness. That woman too, you can't live here. You can't live here. You are a Christian. You are married. You are stuck. So make it work. That man too, you can't. Make it work. Make it work. It's just like people that have problems in their body. They are sick. And the thing is killing them. And they say, go and do operation. Say, if I do operation, I will die. But that thing too is killing you. That thing too will eventually kill you. You need to solve it. There is no problem in a relationship that cannot be solved. But you need to understand the principles that can help you solve it. Listen, I believe that you have the capacity to build a solid relationship and enjoy your married life. Just start all over again. No, sometimes it is better to start over than to continue to go when you are going nowhere. Break down the bridges that you have built. Break, no, break down the walls that you have built and reconstruct a new bridge and try to rebuild it. It will take humility to try to start something because sometimes eh, couples offend each other, offend each other, and they become enemies. There are even some boys and girls who want to marry. I don't understand why they want to marry. They're already enemies. But they feel that you have wasted my time, so I'll marry you like that. You have wasted my time. Not offending, I've been until 10 years. You have chopped my food, you have chopped my body, you have chopped my everything. So you marry me. Marry me and kill me. Marry me and kill me. Now all this tolerance I'm talking about, I'm talking to the people already married though. If you are caught in, and you know your tolerance level is low, walk away from abusive relationship. Walk away from even verbal abuse. Walk away and have your peace. But let me tell you this. For those of you already married, I believe that you have the capacity and the ability by the help of God. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you to let this thing change. You can change it. I believe you can change it. Start from today. You have the capacity. You have the ability. Listen, what sacrifice can you make for peace? For your peace. What sacrifice can you make? Place a price on your peace. Place a price on it. What sacrifice can you make in order for you to enjoy peace in your marriage? What sacrifice can you make? Is it too much for peace? Is it too much for peace? I've seen nations, very top enemy nations, exchanging, exchanging, exchanging prisoners for the purpose of peace. Let me conclude on the second one. Can I see the second one? Now, love is kind. Love is kind. Proverbs 11 verse 25 says, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Well, when you go through the Bible, eh, and you do the issue of kindness, it's always about being generous. Being generous to the needy and etc. So the Bible's understanding of kindness, the Bible more talks about your ability to give. Because love is very generous. Now over here, please understand me. I'm not saying that let some feed somebody's greed. There are a lot of very greedy women in town. Girls who are very greedy. Girls who are very competitive. Who are competing with other girls. 
And so when you date them, they want you to buy a new wig every day. Please, let me warn you this. Let me tell you. If we don't stop buying the wigs and the girl leaves you, she will use that same wig to go out with another man. Hey, you'll be in church, sir. Here is the girl coming with the wig you bought. $300 wig. And what is even painful is to see that the man is dating is just putting his hand on the wig and doing the wig like this. will be breaking your heart. So I'm not asking you to be generous and feed people's greed. There are also very lazy men who don't work, who live on the salaries of hardworking young ladies. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not the kind of kindness I'm talking about. You were a girl, you were here, you are buying <laughs> things for your boyfriend who doesn't work, who is lazying around, and you go, you work, they have paid me. They have paid me. Why should we do? Because love is kind. This one is this one is foolishness. The boy who doesn't buy you even a card on your birthday is the one who controls your salary because you love him. Then he will tell you, hmm, when I start job, eh, when I, I will take good care of you. I will, the way I will take care of you, you are always under pressure from the man you are dating. He's borrowing money from you. So you are also going somewhere to borrow money from someone in order to finance the man's lifestyle. He's a criminal. I'm telling you. But they are very genuine people. Listen, listen. The kindness of love is shown. If you are dating a man who cannot buy you card on your birthday, say, you know, you know my problem. You know my problem. I don't have money. When I get money, when I get, please, relationship is costly. If you don't have money, don't start one. I'm telling you, relationship is not for the unemployed. It's not for the unemployed. You don't have job. You want to, you want to join somebody's daughter. You don't have a job. You want to fall in love. I ban everybody. You are, you are banned from today. If you don't have, don't have a job, don't fall in love. <laughs> what kind of misplaced priority is that? You want to lay the blocks before you lay foundation. What kind of mis misplaced priority is that? That you, your whole life is on suspension. Your whole life is on. Hey, listen, they are guys, eh? They are experts in manipulation. They can manipulate to a point that you, you see that this thing is not good for me. I must get out. But they have won your sympathy. And they pretend to be very vulnerable. I see if we leave them, they will, if we leave them today, they will die tomorrow. Please tell them if I will leave you. If we die tomorrow, I'll buy the coffin. Tell your parents, I'll buy the coffin. Oh, when I was dating mommy, I had nothing. No. I had nothing. But one yogurt, I could buy. Oh, she was living in, I was living in Latibia because she, she was in North Kandeshi. All of them, shin, shin, shin. I will walk from where I was living to a place called Zongo Junction. Then I can have half of the money to buy one yogurt and take trot from Kanishi to dance bar area and draw from there. By the time I walk on the sand and get to a place, the yogurt have all melted. But she knew the love I had for her. Oh, one point, one of her birthdays, I had nothing, I had nothing. I went to look for hibiscus flowers. The natural one, no. I know, but during those days, I don't, I don't even see hibiscus flowers now. It was everywhere. I went to look for some. Package it myself. By the time I walked to a place, the sun has burned the whole thing. But at least I was showing, I'm making an effort. Your girlfriend is telling you what is tomorrow. 
tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. And then you to foolish girl, it is my birthday. And then he says, hey, you see the pressure, the pressure, it is my birthday. What is tomorrow? What is tomorrow? It is my birthday. Walk away. Oh no, just come out. When you come out, he doesn't support you in any way. He not help you in any way. He's not generous. He's stingy. And the, the day too, you will not remember it. Christmas, he will put off his phone. Just put off his phone. And tell you that this, this Christmas, I'm fasting and praying. I burn it down. How much is just... Um, Golden tree chocolate. If the person on special occasion cannot buy you a bar of golden tree chocolate and is telling you that I am broke, but all the time you see him, he has a new shirt. Watch out for those guys. Don't think that when they marry you, love is very generous. Give out everything from your, from your house for love and it means nothing. Love is very generous. There are girls who do not listen to these things. They are married to men who don't give chalk money. They don't give any money. And they are struggling to raise their children. And these men are there. I know women who will labor, do everything. A man will get up and put 20 cities down for one week. For the wife and children. And the woman will cook and labor and cook for the man to come and sit down. Those men, to the way they eat. They love food. They love sex. They love everything that comes for free. Everything free, they love it. Power will get finished. They know you can't sleep. Oh, you know something? You buy it, I'll give you. You buy it, I'll give you. Any man who tells you, buy, I'll give you. Buy, I'll give you. And you keep buying and it's not giving. Watch that man. You see, listen. A little bit of appreciation. A little bit of gift. The first gift mommy gave me when we were caught in 31 years ago was a set of palm olive soap. Having forgotten that to now. I was living with my cousin and we were two dirty boys. So one day she came and said, look at your bathroom, look at your toilet. Started cleaning it. I think that when she went to the bathroom, she saw that we were buffing some pieces of soap. Our soaps were finished and were passing soap. So when she was paid, she brought me palm. I have never forgotten that gift. I said, this girl is a good girl. I felt so loved. Eh? I felt so accepted. And she's carried on introducing to the marriage. She's carried it on. There are little, little foxes that keeps a love life very well oiled. And you must learn to do it. And God will bless you. Thank you for joining me. God bless you.